When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to this week's Ask Amy. Thanks so much for tuning in. My special guest today is Bill King. He's a writer contributor to Real Clear Politics. A lot of people may know you um, as mayoral candidate. You ran for mayor in 2015 and 2019. Uh-huh. And we see you all of the time keeping, um, keeping up to date with what's going on in the city, budgets, revenues, potholes. Um, this week we're talking about water and our water bills. <laughs> Um, because you've recently written um, a bit on revenues, and it piqued my interest because we've done a lot of work on water bill issues and uh, meter issues within the city of Houston. Um, so sort of the at the um, basis from what you've studied recently, everything comes back to what? This, this um, water rate increase in 2021. Right. So it is unquestionably true that before 2010, we were not charging what we needed to for water and sewer to maintain the system properly, and it had a lot of problems. 2010, we passed a ordinance that said water rates would go up every year by inflation plus population. 2010. 2010. Through, for the first 10 years, that didn't produce a whole lot of new revenue because the city basically hasn't been growing during that time, and the, popula- and the inflation rate was quite low. So in, 2000, uh, in 2021, they decided they need to, to increase it even more. And so they did a five-year stepped increase. It's going to, you know, it was a designed increase water rates of about 50 or 60 percent. But because inflation suddenly jumped up, and we're still doing the 2010 increases, mm-hmm. in addition to the 2021 increases, all of a sudden rates are going up by 20 and 30 percent per year. Right. And so we've had this incredible increase in rates and the result of uh, increased revenues of the city. Yeah. And so as someone, I live in the city of Houston, so I see this on my own bill. Um, I'm sure you probably do as well. Um, you know, the city sent out a notice like just this last April. So there's increases that we see both of those rate increases that you talked about. We notice every April 1st. Um, so they're two separate increases. They both hit at the same time. That one based on inflation this year, the city said, was 9.1%. And as you said, as um, city rate payers, water customers, we've noticed those rates based on inflation, those increases every year since 2010. Right. And so I think a lot of people would say, oh, okay, so then that's how they're raising rates. And then that should just adjust with the new price of things. But But it didn't really seem like that was keeping up with the amount of money the city needed to spend? Well, the city was the city was way behind, mm-hmm. and so we needed to catch up. So there, there's no question the, the system has been needing some additional revenue. You know, we've got very difficult soils here, so water lines and sewer lines tend to break, and, uh, and we needed some new water uh, capacity, generation capacity. So we needed some more revenue in the system. But instead of sort of trying to figure out what those things cost – and then, you know, set rates accordingly. They just sort of picked a number out of the air that was based on this consultant's report. And all of a sudden, it's producing incredible amounts of revenue. 
I mean, the revenue has been up dramatically the last two or three years here, and it's producing huge surpluses in the water and sewer system. Well, we're not supposed to be making a profit off water and sewer. In fact, the city says they can't. They're not supposed to. That's correct. So then where does all that money go? Well, currently they're holding the money for future improvements to the system. The problem is we don't have any budget for that system. We don't have any plan for those improvements. We don't know what they're going to cost. So there's no way to judge whether or not the revenue that's coming in is is too much, not enough, or exactly the right amount because mm-hmm. we don't have a plan. And what's really kind of scary about this, we're only two years into those step increases. So right. we have three more big increases coming. Exactly. And with inflation not really slowing down as much as we had hoped it would by this point in time, you could continue to see this multiplier effect. I, I, I've been advocating. I really think that they need to put the next step increase on hold mm-hmm. until they see how this is going to play out because last year – the city generated, the city water and sewer system generated nearly a billion dollar surplus. Wow. That's a lot of money. Yeah. And so maybe they need that money, maybe they don't, but we need to put a hold on this until we figure it out. And so, you know, what what I hear you saying, and, or, and I think most people would agree that we do need improvements, we do need infrastructure to be updated, but what is it, where is it, how much will those things cost? Um, and then let's put that on paper figure it out and pay for sort of pay for each project as we go with these rate increases. I, I just can't imagine, Bill, you know, next year when the next rate increase comes. I mean, I would imagine now, this year, there have to be a whole bunch of households that already are, are struggling to pay this increased bill. Well, and, and here's one of the really ironic things about it is almost, you know, three quarters of our city council and our mayor all claim to be progressives. The water rate increases are the most regressive kind of revenue you can possibly raise. It hits, you know, working class and poor people harder than it does anyone else. Mm-hmm. You know, look, my water bill went up. It's not going to affect my lifestyle any. But if you're a widow living in Sunnyside trying to hang on to your house, you know, a 30 or 40 percent increase in your water bill is a big deal. You know, if you're a single mom, you know, trying to afford a house, you know, if you're, it's just, it really hits the people, working class people, people on fixed incomes. That's the one that hits the hardest. And yet we've got this supposedly progressive city council that is just raising these rates willy nilly without any kind of real review or study. Right. I'm over here shuffling papers because (laughs) I think I kind of said to you, I keep going back to this document that Public Works and the mayor's office put out when they were considering and proposing this water rate increase. Um, And they said, look, I mean, this is what it'll look like over five years, just so you have an idea of how much water rates will go up. And so I'm looking at this and and it has. We'll put this up so people can see it. Um, You know, if you're using 10,000 gallons of water in, you know, before the rate increase passed, you know, in early 2021, here's how much you were paying. And then here's how much it would be in 21, 22, 23, 24. I am already at what they say my water should be in April of 2024. I was at that in February of 23. Well, the reason for that is this table doesn't account for the 2010 automatic increases. Ah. So, if you, they said this is what this is what this this is the effect of this rate increase, While without left out without the other telling one. you that you have a second rate increase, and like I said, those changes have been pretty small, 
you know, two percent a year or something. But when you've got inflation running at eight or nine percent, yeah, then all of a sudden it you know you multiply the twenty percent increase times the nine percent increase, and all of a sudden you're talking about real money. <laughs> A lot of money. So I want to drill down. You mentioned this consultant's report. We're going to talk about that when we come back. Um, and then also just these revenues. I think maybe a lot of people don't realize that that the city is really not allowed to and is not supposed to be profiting or making money off of water rate increases because that's what they think, right? Everybody says, oh, my gosh, they're stealing from me. Look at how much money they're taking. Um, and then, you know, are there any ways to fix this? Uh, we've The whole reason that we're doing our series, Drained, is to and highlight these problems is to hopefully get some sort of resolution to it. Um, so we'll be right back. Welcome back. We're talking water bills, water revenue with the city of Houston. Bill King is my guest today. Um, we did a story back in November of 2022 when we started our drained investigation series that explains a lot of the issues that you're bringing up today about this excess revenue and how much money we're making off of this water rate increase. So I want to share that real quick and we're going to talk about it on the other side. All in favor. From city council chambers to your kitchen. One vote increased the amount you will pay for water every year for the next five years. By April 2026, some Houstonians will be paying 78% more for the same amount of water. We have constituents calling all the time wondering why are their water bills so high. Mary Nan Huffman wasn't on city council last year when the rate increases passed, but she's seeing the impact now in her West Houston District G. And we're especially seeing uh, senior citizens hit hard that are on fixed incomes. And former Houston Public Works Director Daniel Kruger said council should have asked more questions. The city hasn't explained well why they needed to be raised as much as we did. Kruger says it's just budgeting 101. Public Works requested increased water rates and got them without showing exactly how the extra money will be used for which projects and when they'll be completed. And show me where every dollar is right. going. That's right. We don't know that. We don't know that. Take a look. After the rate increases passed, the 2023 city budget shows those higher water rates are expected to bring in an extra 23% in revenue. And according to the budget, the Water and Sewer Operating Fund will be sitting on more than $800 million after all of their expenses. Current Director of Public Works Carol Haddock says the money is needed for pending projects that they couldn't have put in the budget before the rate increases were passed. We are eating that down, and if you go back to the presentation we did last year to City Council, we show how over the course of five years we're actually going to reduce that significantly. So when we did that story, um, I had several city council people tell us that, you know, when we approved the water rate increase in June of 2021, they said, we also said that we know the city of Houston is working on getting some large or applying for some large infrastructure grants from the federal government. And that if this federal money came through that we could use for any of these projects that the city wants to do or needs to do for infrastructure improvements, that they could possibly roll back those water rate increases. What do you think about the possibility of that actually happening? Zero? Zero. Yeah. Zero. Now look, this is the, the 2010 increase and the 2021 increase were so city council didn't vote on this every year because they're gutless. You know, if, if, you need more water for the water and sewer system, then you need to lay out that case and tell your constituents, say, look, I'm sorry, costs have gone up, 
We haven't invested in the infrastructure, and we need more money, and this is how much money we need. And it needs to be looked at every year like anything else in the budget needs to be looked at. Mm -hmm. When you start setting these automatic increases in place like they did, then these things can really get out of control in a hurry. And that's what has happened in the last couple of years because we were multiplying inflation on top of these stepped increases, which nobody thought was going to be the case in 21 when we passed it. So, look, I'm sorry, you know, grow a spine and vote on this every year and have an honest conversation with the city people about what it costs. And I think the people of Houston would be okay if you were having that kind of honest conversation with them. Well, it certainly wouldn't feel like, you know, nobody knows what the money's going for, but I can certainly see, you know, each individual household feels it greatly. I promise you there's not a single city council person that can tell you what the long-term costs are of fixing everything that's broken on our system Mm -hmm. right now. And if you're on city council, that's your responsibility. And piled on top of that is every time we asked questions about this rate increase, the city just said, well, we were required for this rate increase because we have to pay this big EPA bill that requires us to do all of these um, improvements to our infrastructure. Look, the city has been under a uh, sanctioned letter from the EPA since the 80s. Okay, This is not anything new. And it has to do – and by the way – it has to do not with the water system, but the sewer system, okay. uh, the wastewater system, because what happens here is we've got these clay soils, pipes break, and so we're dumping raw sewage into the environment. That's mm-hmm. what the EPA's fundamental complaint is about it. We also, because of those same breaks, allow rainwater to get in and overpower the sewer plants, and so they end up overflowing in the bayous. That's all bad and needs to be fixed. Mm-hmm. It is unclear exactly how much that's going to cost how long we have to do that work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we talked earlier about this consultant's report that should have laid all that out so we could see what the costs are. Right. You know, and it didn't do that. Because certainly just the report alone cost us thousands of dollars for a consultant. Uh, but hundreds of thousands of dollars. Your background is real estate. Um, and you mentioned that a lot of times these consultant reports are what you would call made as instructed. <laughs> right. Tell me what that means. Well, in the real estate business, people used to get appraisals, and they were MI appraisals. And the joke was that the appraisal was made as instructed. And... Um, and you read this consultant report, and it's clear that they were trying to find every justification they could to raise rates. And don't misunderstand me. I think rates needed to be raised, mm-hmm. okay? But they were, like, comparing us to other cities. You know, why is that really relevant? I mean, do they have the kind of clay soils we do? Do they have additional costs? Or, you know, I don't want to know all that. I want to know what does it take to fix our system, mm-hmm. you know? And by the way— talking about these water meter increases, the water meter reading problems, you know, I've never heard of another city having these kind of problems reading meters. I mean, this is not rocket science. Right. And we put these um, remote read devices on the meters in the mid to late 90s, according to the Houston Public Works. So that was when, you know, perhaps before then in the early 90s, they had a whole Um, department of guys, meter readers, men and women who would go out and physically read the meters, but they had no need for that because then they were automated. These little sensors, transmitters would send the reads back to the water department. And then they had a lifespan of like 20 years. So look, I mean, you know, the technology's improved since the 90s. I mean, think about the think about the mobile phone you were carrying around in the late 90s and your phone today. And right. (laughs) And so certainly I know there have to be other cities who are using that same remote read technology. Yeah. 
See, if I if I had been asking consult, I'd ask them to go out and look at the other cities and see what they're doing, mm-hmm. as opposed to telling me how much they were charging to justify a rate increase here, because it's very hard to compare those costs. What they're doing, and if they have the same number of problems that we're right. having, you don't really hear a whole lot about issues from other cities. No. Um, we have looked into and we have heard some issues other cities are having with meters and sort of, you know, looking and seeing if we can compare, okay, are those those the same type of, you know, new technology and new remote sensors that we're putting in here? Is that why we're experiencing different issues? Um, it just, there are several problems. I think it kind of starts with infrastructure issues, then billing issues. Um, but the whole public works department seems... It's just poorly managed. Yeah. Look, I, I, we need to have remote sensing. I mean, we don't need to have meter readers going out and reading every individual meter. It's costly, time-consuming. They can make mistakes. But, you know, you think about what we can do with technology today. I cannot imagine there's not a solution to that. Mm-hmm. And instead of figuring that out, you know, we spend all our time arguing about these bills and trying to stick homeowners with these gigantic bills. And it's just it's silly. Um, I, I w- do want to talk to you some about resolutions um, and, and possible resolutions to fix some of these things. Um, you know, we can banner these back and forth. I don't know that either one of us can do it. I mean, we can't do it. We're not city council. We're not the mayor. Um, but just kind of looking for solutions to some of these problems. One thing that you did point out, though, you, when you talked about this charter amendment, um, and that happened in 2004. Right. Um, you said it basically set and says how much our city council should be able to raise water and sewer rates. It says it can't raise water and sewer by more than inflation plus population without asking for voter approval. Okay. So we didn't vote. The voters didn't vote on no. that. So There's some exceptions to it that they apply very liberally. And they have some calculations that I think are not consistent with the way the charter says they're supposed to be made. But, you know, who's got the millions of dollars to go fight them in court about it? So they just do what they want. Well, that's what I was going to say is what would that take? It would take a lawsuit against the city. Right. Which in the end, then the city's using our tax dollars to defend itself. You can see what happened to the firefighters. I mean, they spent millions of dollars in legal fees just trying to get a resolution of their pay. Right. It does seem like that there are some um, some things that we can do to fix the problems and, and that you can see right away, some of them that you've mentioned already. We'll talk about those when we come back. Welcome back to this episode of Ask Amy. We're talking about water bills, the city water department, water rate increases. Bill King has been joining me today to talk about all these things. And in all of this, um, we hope to provide some solutions or at least discuss what could be possible solutions. You wanted to talk about um, granular at the customer level. I mean, when somebody gets one of these huge bills, what should happen? So I I don't think the way we handle it is is fair or humane. Um, Like the majority of times that somebody gets one of these really big bills, there is a problem on the owner's side of the meter. Mm -hmm. There's a leak, there's something going on over there. And, and, and the city's attitude right now is, well, tough luck. It's your problem. You've got to pay the bill. You've got to figure it out. It's, the burden is entirely on the homeowner. Mm-hmm. You know, for a lot of people, that is a very onerous burden. For people on fixed income, working class families, you know, uh, this is a very, very difficult thing for them to try to, to take on. And so I think the city needs to be pro, more proactive and managing those kinds of problems. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think there ought to be some rate concessions on that because if somebody's got a leak, 
you know, we're, we're charged per gallon for the amount of water we take in. And the presumption is all of that goes into the wastewater system. And uh-huh. that wastewater rate, as we were just looking on your bill, is actually higher. Well, if somebody's got a leak, it's not going into the wastewater system. So we shouldn't be charging for that. So there ought to be a proactive procedure for how do we go about helping homeowners resolve this problem if all of a sudden they get one of these spiked bills. Right. They do have some of these adjustments, Bill, that, you know, in doing these stories, we hear about them. There's a leak adjustment that for a very long time, uh, Carol Haddock, head of public works, admits that for whatever reason, customer service representatives weren't telling people who were calling in to complain about high bills or leaks. They weren't letting them know that, hey, you have this option, you know, after you get the leak fixed, which sometimes they can be very expensive to fix, especially if they're underground, um, then you can apply for a leak adjustment. Did you know, so with the city's leak adjustment, they will only adjust your bill if the leak was more than 200 times your average bill. 200 200 times. And, and so more than that, so you have to go back and look at your bills. And then where people, a lot of people run into problems is the bills were estimated. And sometimes the estimations were wrapped up in months where they had that leak and they didn't yet know it. So it's very complicated. And well, I think complicated. And, and look, this, this kind of revenue is a windfall for the city, okay? Because water really doesn't cost us anything. I mean, you look at all the water that the city wastes. I mean, hey, look at how many water leaks there are out there. There were just, you know, millions mm-hmm. of gallons flowing into the street. So this is a real windfall for the city. And look, we're all in this together, right? I mean, this we're not charging this to, you know, some people in a foreign country. This is our neighbors, our friends, our family that are getting these enormous bills. And we need to do something to fix this. Um, so that's one thing, resolution, you think just um, – better customer service and being able to work with people when they have these anomalies. Because you said you think a lot of times when people get these high bills, in a lot of cases, it is the customer's property that had the issue, like a leak or... I think it is the majority of the time. Yeah. Um, The other thing that we talked about um, was the, uh, excuse me, um, customers are not all city of Houston homeowners and um, ratepayers. There are people that Houston sells water to outside of the city of Houston. Yeah, that's just some So we provide water to roughly twice as many people that live in the city of Houston. And that's done on contracts with other water districts. Like uh, around, Yeah, exactly. Uh, industrial users. And, you know, I would love to see an accounting on whether we're making money or losing money on that mm-hmm. and what the, what the effect of that is uh, on the city of Houston. Um, you would think that because then those muds basically set their own rates, but they're having to buy the water from the city of Houston Correct. Yeah. to supply to their customers. And so there are other sources of revenue, of income, people getting this water. Um, bottom line, I said, what can the average person do? I mean, we can call the water department and complain. You can call your city council person and complain. I mean, any other action that, that normal citizens can take to... Well, look, uh, all of this is managed by elected representatives, the mayor and city council. We have a city election coming up this November. Mm-hmm. Voter turnout in those elections is abysmal, you know, 20 percent sometimes. If you really care about these issues, you ought to go out and vote. But before you go out and vote, what you need to do is, you know, find out what these candidates' positions are on these issues, you know. 
and and go vote on don't go vote because what they say about abortion or Donald Trump or any other because those aren't city issues. Not all that's nonsense. Ask them what are they going to do to fix the water bill problem in the city of Houston and vote for the candidate that's committed to doing that. You said you think this is going to become an issue in the mayoral election. I want to tell you, when I read like Next Door and that kind of thing, I mean, <laughs> this and crime, mm-hmm. you know, are the two big things everybody's talking about. I, I think it's going to, I, I think candidates going to face, the candidates better get up to speed and have position on this because I think the voters are going to be asking about this question this fall. Right. Well, I appreciate you coming in and talking bet, with us. Anytime. In our show notes, you'll find links to some of the stories that we mentioned here, some of the reports that we've mentioned, um, and some of our past investigations that we've done on these water bill issues. We thank you for watching. Have a great day.